0: Well, it's good to be with you this afternoon and uh, appreciate Robbie's words. Uh, he was a good student and a, a really good friend over many years. I actually took him his, on his first trip to Israel and showed him how to do it. <laughs> where, where is he right now? I am looking for him. <laughs> but, you know, he's been a pleasure to be around and I enjoy his commitment to the scriptures. Um, when I go to Israel, sometimes at places I sit down and just reflect. I have, you know, I've showed people around, told them about the questions, discussed the scripture and geography and, and the topography and all the matters that relate to understanding where we are and what difference it makes. And I've done that about 40, 40 times over the years. And, uh, but I was sitting at Caesarea Philippi one day, which is uh, one of my favorite places to sit and reflect and just think. And I actually came out with a book uh, from there called The Jesus Who Never Lived. If some of you have read that, I know I've talked to you. Uh, But one day I was thinking, I wish I could bring so many more people to Israel with me and explain the Bible and let them see with their eyes what the text is talking about, connect the dots, uh, make sense of terms and ideas that maybe they have never thought about, to see it from the reader's and the writer's standpoint. And then it dawned on me that why don't I take it to the people instead of them coming to me with the tour? And so I began to think, how can I do that? And I wasn't that much into technology at that point, but I did find uh, some people over time, especially in the last uh, year or two, in which I collected already. I'd gone to more than 20 museums throughout the Mediterranean, Middle East, Europe, and other places, taking photocopy uh, photo uh, shots of... Uh, every artifact that related to the Bible in every museum. It took me many, 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 many weeks to do this. And then I took a video crew including a man who does Hollywood movies, a friend of mine, and we did uh, three tours running around the Mediterranean and Israel doing video. I have terabytes now. And I thought I need to make something available so that people can, when they read and see something in the Bible like an animal or a weapon or uh, the questions of buildings and bridges and roads like Roman roads and whether it's talking about uh, certain biblical sites like where Peter's house was and all of these things, uh, so that they can see what the words are saying but also visualize it because there's a v- there will be a video that's also connected to explaining it plus pictures. Somewhat like you're seeing in some of the things on the screen on this GIF that's running through things, which will be on the table if you want to look later. But uh, I thought I'd like to make it more understandable. Now, there's a lot of very, very fine Bible programs out there. I own several of them, and I'm, I'm glad to uh, to have them for what I do. But it takes many hours of research when I'm wanting to work on one of these programs. I have to look at all sorts of... I have six or 7,000 books, for example, in Lagos. I have hundreds of books in Accordance and Word Search and, and Bible Works and on and on and on. And these are valuable if I want to spend the many hours that it takes to run through all the variations, all the, all the books, and also pay for these things. And I thought, that's probably not what the average person wants to do, is take the reading through their Bible, and all of a sudden they, they have a question, and they think, hmm, well, where do I find information on this? Well, they either have a magnificent library or they have maybe one on their computer and they start doing the research and they go look at the dictionaries and the commentaries and the and the handbooks and all of these things trying to find an answer. Yes, please answer. Uh, find an answer <laughs> for their question. But I thought, how many people are actually going to do that other than a biblical scholar? I mean, there are people... I'm a research professor, a distinguished research professor, and have been for 20 years have been teaching in grad school since I was 24 years old. That was, what, 20 years ago. And so uh, <laughs> as, as time keeps passing, you know, uh, I've acquired a little bit of knowledge over the years with 40 books, 150 articles, and thousands of speaking engagements, all these things to, to learn more and more as I've done it. But how do I bring that information over? So I thought I need to, especially as I think about as I grow older and leaving something significant behind, I think some of my books are are good books, don't get me wrong, but I want to leave something of real substance. And so I I thought I need to make it so that people who are in the pew and people who are in the college and and even pastors, because I've got some plans for that too later, nonetheless can read their Bible chapter by chapter and never have to leave the chapter they're reading to go find something somewhere about it. I'm trying to make it so that you can stay on your page of the Bible and have access to click and already have an answer because I've done the study. And when there's a variation of viewpoints, I've tried to be fair to the options and tell you what the options are and why I think what I hold to be the correct one, but it's there for you to read. Uh, So I've come up with this thing, and I modestly called it the House Visual Study Bible, thinking of my friend Charles Ryrie. The Ryrie Study Bible. If he has one, I have one. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, but it, it actually works well. HVSB works pretty well with the tongue. And it doesn't mean heretic, though. It's House Visual Study Bible. Uh, if anybody's a heretic, that guy was up here before me. <laughs> and, but <clears throat> nonetheless, it's, it's a book that you can buy, and it's, it, the program is finally complete. Uh, it's been complete in a firmware version of a beta, but it actually is complete in a version one in which we have redesigned. The program was there, but I felt we needed to redesign how it looked. And so that's some of what you're seeing now, for example, in the uh, in the phone version of it. There's the iPad version or something similar, a tablet is obviously bigger and has more capability of making the pictures big and going down. But even in, for example, the... Um, the version of this, for example, like in a computer. This is how the new one looks, just to give you a view. Uh, But what I wanted to do it so that you can have it here with you as you read your Bible and you say, man, I wonder what that looks like, or what is that all about? What is that animal? I've never heard of it. Click the button, you'll see what it looks like. Uh, If you've wondered about a biblical site, you can click and see what it looks like. If there's uh, all sorts of uh, different kinds of Of uh, information in a pictorial form plus the videos will be there that will explain also biblical places and sites and ideas and ancient history and and all these things that relate to understanding the Bible Uh, but also you'll be able to click and it's maneuverable because you just move between the left reading the Bible on the left and clicking and seeing the writing on the right or you can just start on the right and just read if you want so these are variations this is something on the proof for David's existence but all sorts of things dealing with biographies that are on that chapter. Remember, I'm working chapter by chapter. Biographies on that chapter, uh, issues of of archaeological artifacts, uh, textual questions, uh, topical studies that are broader than a verse or two, particular verse studies, passage studies that are broader than a verse. Uh, It just goes on and on with kinds of things and articles to learn what the chapter's talking about. Now, there'll be some things that are broader than the quest. For example, the one I have that I'll show you in a minute, uh, and this is a live feed right here you're looking at now, not the gifs that I have for the show. But what I'm trying to explain is that uh, there is simply nothing. And I I had a good friend who works in Bible uh, software very, very much. He's one of the head guys in the area. And he says, I have scoured the Internet, and there's nothing like you've done. And so what we're doing is trying to produce something that the people in the pew and the college or wherever can have something that does not require thousands of dollars of purchase and also it does not uh, get old because you buy a book or even some of the the word, even uh, the books that you buy to use Bible programs and they go out of date. Uh, The books, you're not going to reprint them every every, uh, time an archaeological piece of evidence comes out you know that's the way it is forever probably unless it goes to a second edition which is not usual or even Bible programs you, these, these electronic books do not update what this does though is update constantly that is I am spending time bringing all the things I've studied over about a half a century into the text understanding the Greek and the Hebrew working in the ancient history and the archaeology these are areas I've written in and done uh... So, for example, to give you a look at what I have in front of me, if you want to uh, look at it with me, uh, on the left you have the biblical text. And I don't know if you can read that or not, but I could try to make it a little bigger. Let's see. Uh, Maybe a little bigger. So uh, you have the biblical text on the left, and you're reading and you're wondering. Well, see, you come across that, and it tells you what that stands for. A, artifacts. Or, for example, B, that's a biography study, like all the people talked about on the chapter. Or possibly see a site study, in the ch- other words, what you're reading in the chapter. Oh, there's Bethlehem. What about Bethlehem? In reference to discussing it, explaining it, its origin, what went on there, as well as pictures of it. So you can see what the text is talking about. Uh, I have some things I include from Renaissance art, which is phenomenal for Bible stories. Because uh, these, uh, so much of the Renaissance and the great museums like uh, the Louvre and other places have wonderful works of art that are public domain that i brought into the text. So because they, when you read a Bible story like the Good Samaritan or the story of the three angels and Abraham and, and the Old Testament and all these places, they have wonderful... Because you read the words and then you sort of get a vision of it by, by looking at the artwork. It sort of brings it home. Uh, it includes timelines and charts... Like, for example, if you go here, and let's say you go to the book of Genesis, just to give you an example. You're in Genesis, and you may say, well, what is this, right? God created the heavens and the earth. You click, and then I discuss the uniqueness of the Israelite belief in creation and what those, funct- what those specifics are that distinguish it from the ancient world. That's helpful information. And and go on and on talk I have every flower tr- plant and tree in the Bible, seven hundred. And now you'll even you'll look at passages you'll not even think of flowers there. But you don't look I'm looking at the Hebrew and you're not. And the thing that they're talking about is in fact that flower in Hebrew. So I'll put it in there. And so those things are knowledgeable that you know will help you to see what the Bible says. I don't know how many tours I've done and so usually a lady will say Dr. House, what is that flower? I don't know. <laughs> I've got a list now. <laughs> so, uh, when those kind of things come out, then uh, it's available for your study and understanding. Uh, how, many, how many know what a coney looks like? Very few of you. They're cute little creatures. I like them. My picture in the study Bible is one right that was climbing a tree. They, they're living the earth like a rabbit among the rocks but they also climb trees like a squirrel, funny little animals. And I've got one on a tree and a branch looking straight at me about that far from the camera lens. You know, it's really great. So uh, other things, for example, have you ever seen where, where the, uh, the issue where Abraham is buried, for example, down in, in Hebron? And so I have here the, uh, the place of Abraham, and uh, you have the patriarchs and matriarchs of Israel, except for Rachel, who died on the way, and she's in Bethlehem. But the rest of them, are the patriarchs and matriarchs, are in fact in Hebron. And if that's where the cave is. He bought a little piece of land called Machpelah from a Hittite at the time, And if you know the story. And so all these kinds of things. and you can go directly from where you are here, and you see photos, you'll see videos. Uh, it's not quite in there yet. I thought it was going to be available today, and I got a call. And he says, I've worked really hard. I said, it's fine. But uh, the videos are in there are coming too. But, for example, you may wonder what certain things look like. Here's a proof, for example, of Uzziah. This is a, a tomb sign that says basically stay away <laughs> in, in Hebrew. No, it's actually in Aramaic. Stay away. Uh, or you can look, for example, uh, at uh, the city of David. You wonder what we're talking about. The Temple Mount, you have the southern steps, And that city of David comes down like that, but it doesn't necessarily, because that's really a modern picture, but this is, in fact, a drawing of it, which helps to put it in perspective when you look at it this way. That actually represents the 10th century, not the modern day. And so you get a perspective on how these things look and uh, how they work. For example, this right here is a proof of the archaeology regarding David. There are three basic proofs. And I go through it talking about what it is. I show you what it reads like. I show you the particular uh, uh, artifacts. I know the guy who was the one who found this, uh, Avraham Biran spent spent uh, time with him at Hebrew Union in uh, Jerusalem. And uh, he found this, which was great. I could tell you a story, but I can't go into it. Here he is, and here I am when I was younger. I'll just move past that. <laughs> and uh, But then you have the Moabite stone, also sometimes called the Mesha stone. And then you have other things that demonstrate uh, David's existence. Now, you can click on these inside here, and then you can push and you can make it bigger and look at it more carefully if you want to. There you are. And then I know you can read this Aramaic here. This says basically the house of David. There's David, and that's house. I'm, I'm really fond of that word. And so there you have uh, the kinds of things it does as you move through the text. Now, I should tell you, I've written lots and lots of essays. For example, what about Coniah or Jeconiah that relates to the lineage of Joseph, the fleshly lineage of Joseph? No one who ever was in his seed, again, would ever be on the throne. And he wasn't from his seed. He came through Mary not through Joseph. But I discuss the whole issue of Jeconiah here and the curse to sort of give you the information to understand it. Or, for example, I have issues here relating to the... Uh, you have all these women in the genealogy of Jesus. Man, that's odd. In the ancient world, you have genealogies of women, yet you have five women in the genealogy. And I talk about the genealogy in reference to women in the book. Uh, these are important pieces to, to understand. Also, you wonder about the 14, for example, situations. You're reading the genealogy of of Matthew, and he keeps leaving out people because he has only 14 of three groups. And there's a reason why, because it follows a methodology in Jewish usage because he needed 14 to, to reference to the word David. David is a key. You have a Dalet, a Vav, and a Dalet. That's 14 in count in Hebrew. And so that's why he had fourteen generations for each, to accentuate David. Recognizing he knew there were others, but it doesn't fit what he was trying to do as his explanation of David and David's son. And so it just goes on throughout the text, providing information for you. I do have charts. Uh, some of you have any of my charts books. A few of you, um, and I have incorporating a lot of that material. Uh, and changing a lot of stuff also, and creating new things in chart uh, form that brings a lot of information all of a sudden at once to you um, and so I could go on, but there are lots of word studies again, biography studies, uh, the angel of the Lord, all these things chapter by chapter by chapter through the through the uh, study Bible. now the New Testament is is uh, what I would say in version one for sure the Old Testament is uh, in uh, and and it will be in version one, I suppose you could say. But uh, I'm completing it for hopefully by the end of the summer. But I have a small team that works with this. I have people that know how to program, which I do not know, and working with that and some other people doing some insertion and so forth like that. But um, I've had also some people in writing, like, uh, for example, Andy Woods has written several articles for me. A lot of other people that you would maybe know their names have written. I've done probably about 90% of the articles but I have a number of very fine scholars who have written uh, on specific areas. That, for example, at Dallas Cemetery, Dan Wallace did my textual criticism, uh, and others who have been there. Harold Honer, I think, did something. Craig Evans down at Houston's done. Oh, he's here. I'm in Houston, right. Uh, Houston Baptist University did some stuff. And so I've had some help from some people. Largely, though, this is, I, I go through everything, and most of it's written by me, as well as most of the uh, photography. Now, I should tell you, to be fair, that I want to, uh, this is available at the table that I have out here where i 'll have this clip going again and again showing you the new version. Uh, this is done by Todd Boland Todd 's a great guy he and i 've been friends for years he 's a professor of Bible at master 's Seminary in in California. He spent many years uh, teaching in also Israel and he 's created a really a great source of Bible pictures and he has actually contributed all his pictures for use in my study Bible if I want to use them. And so I I definitely want to plug him because he has a great resource of pictures in the Bible. So that will be available for you to pick up out there. Um, Now, uh, I want you to understand that this is a progressive work. I don't mean politically so. I mean biblically so. (laughs) They call it a progressive app. And the beauty that you get here is that when you go buy a book, what you see is what you get forever. When you have this, you get the result of ongoing information and up-to-date information, even correction of information if new findings come out, constantly as I keep up with all these materials. And so that uh, you're not buying something, for example. now, a matter of fact, you're not even buying it and such. You're subscribing to it. Now, I had one guy from WordSearch said, you ought to charge them this much. And I thought, eh, it's really quite a bit too much. So what I decided to do is, in, uh, in conjunction with my wife, Arena. are you in the back? Arena helps me in a lot of this stuff. She's in the back. You can see her wave her hand. Uh, okay. Uh, we decided to go a little less expensive. And so we're doing $50 a year or $5 a month. <clears throat> so you, get, you, lose, you, you gain $10 by doing a year. Uh, but this thing is being upgraded on a regular weekly basis. I do it. As I read my Bible, I keep adding things that I know about and studied. And uh, I bring new information. I check sources. I do things that uh, I wouldn't expect you to do, to be sure we have something good. And really, it's it. The program is is actually done. The version you're going to see uh, when I when I put up here, for example, I'm going to get over here. This version is different because it has a different way to to work through it. It has a place to read and let you know where you left off when you go back and open it up. It tells you where you were. Uh, it has a lot of features to it, a lot of color more to it. Uh, it's faster. It's a lot of features. The new version, which is actually operating now, but I want to go into the reason why. We didn't. He said, I can get it to you by tomorrow. I said, no. Uh, it doesn't help me a lot. <clears throat> but it will be available by tomorrow. But the new version is quicker, faster, more attractive. And But this is all programming. The data is with the current one that I have right now in my possession. That doesn't change. The data keeps just becoming what I put in. So uh, if you want to be involved in, in helping me to complete the project, I'd encourage you to subscribe. It's a very little bout of money, uh, and you're not having to buy thousands of books, and you also have someone who's a conservative scholar who believes Scripture to work on it, and someone who also has spent a lot of, well, a half a century studying this stuff and all the various trips and archaeological digs and various other things I've done. And, uh, and the theology will be good. Uh, in spite of what some people say. (laughs) So uh, there'll be things here that you'll find uh, really exciting. And I'm actually working on a new thing that's going to be coming in here, and that is a devotional aspect that's uh, theologically driven and uh, so that you learn theology not even knowing it. Uh, What I'm working on right now is a devotional aspect. It's not going to be a daily bread. It'll be something more substantive, but easy. Yes? What? It's up to date now. Way great. Okay. So uh, version one is out. And uh, if you want to help, it's 50 bucks a year. You subscribe. You have it. And you can use it on your phone, on your tablets, on the computer. And you'll see if you pay attention. By the way, we'll be sending out statements that say, have you seen the new th- item? And you can go and read it. But it keeps you up to where you were last time you read the Bible because every time you get on, it says, oh, you were at this place. And it takes you back to where you were by when you pushed the button. So there's a lot of nice features. I'm continuing to work on that, but it basically the program's done. So I hope that you'll be willing to go to the Internet, <clears throat> put the URL in. All you, you don't put www or any of that stuff anymore. Just type in HVSB. HVSB House Visual Study Bible, dot app, A-P-P, because it really is an online app. And that subscription will bring you up to the place to sign up, push the button, put your t- information in, pay your credit card, which, by the way, does not charge until it gives you a warning a couple weeks later, you're sure you want to buy this. If so, push the button, and then, you charge, then your card is charged at that point, not before. So it's not like the normal ones. They don't let you know it. it you know, they, unless you say otherwise, you'll, you, know, you keep it. <laughs> I did it the opposite way to make it, I think, a little more fair. So I hope you'll choose to do it. And this will be something that will bless you. And if you have some comments, I'm, I'm certainly willing to look at them as you send them along to us and see what else we might do. And I just want to make this something that is a, is a changing kind of work. I want people to get in the Bible and read it more. And you never have to leave the Bible page to get all the answers. That's what I'm looking for doing. All right. Anyway, that's it. Thank you. God bless.